Hey, Dive D Game, this is K-Baby, and I was coming to you guys to let you know that we now do have a cash app for you guys to send any donations to help us meet our goals. If you would like to donate, please donate to at Dive Deep Podcast. Thank you, and we appreciate anything that you help us with. Oh, I'm about to dive This is K-Baby. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so y'all don't hear the intro of the snack. Let's take a moment of silence because he, he nothing happened to him. He's just not here right now. So, uh, I mean, I'll play his song, in the, in, you know, to... It's the fact you forgot which episode it is. I did, and I just said something about it, but... He not here, but... They have to get it together. Shit. Uh, okay. Sorry, y'all. But the snack not here, so he can't climb me today. I'm ashy and everything, y'all. But praise mm-hmm. the Lord. All right. So, <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen these lovely people. How have y'all been? Great. Wonderful. It's the hell for me. Oh, thank right. you. True. Okay. What about you, Miss K, baby? I've been surviving. <coughs> It wasn't no nothing towards you. I'm sorry. I just started caught. Call- <coughs> oh I'm sorry, everybody. Woo. Don't you do it. What? Okay, I'm not. And welcome to the third episode. Y'all, today I don't have anything for the social spotlight. This is the second time in a row, or maybe the third time. This is the second, huh? I used to never answer my question. Why the fuck do y'all have potatoes or ginger on the table looking like hearts? Where oh. ginger is? I said ginger or potatoes. I don't know. Oh, that's one. a potato. And they look like hearts. Yeah, I found a nurse that have three of them. I know. What the fuck is this? Goddamn slingshot holder. No, that's a carrot with a vagina. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, great for civil rights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, I don't have nothing for the social spotlight. But as y'all know, it is Black History Month. And it just seems like everybody been cutting the fuck up about Black History Month. So today's topic, today's episode is called Define Our Melanin. Okay? I love that. Define Our Melanin. Ooh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. The first question. What does Black History Month mean to y'all? Oh, okay. I guess I'll go first. <laughs> uh, for me, I feel like it's just to celebrate black excellency and what all we've been through because we don't get praised enough. We get downplayed more mm-hmm. than we get praised. And I feel like a whole man being dedicated to us, is, you know, it's just a little gratitude. Yeah. And just really show where we came, where, where our ancestors came from to where we are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, celebrating our roots and our achievements and where we come from and what we've overcome throughout history. Yeah. 
Shit, I feel like every fucking day we should be praising black people because there's a lot of things that I didn't know black people invented. Like, for example, who made peanut butter? Wasn't it a black man? Yes, yeah. it was. Okay, I know. I I don't know history, but I know that. I think. Who who invented the the the, the shit? The the green grant. Mm. Uh-huh. Red light, green light, red light. Y'all know a black man invented that? Yes. What's his name, Vince? You know? I don't remember his name, <laughs> but I learned this in school. <laughs> I did, it's a lot of things I hear that were invented by black people. And, you know, I just feel like shit every day, like y'all should praise us. Now, what I do want to talk about is, have y'all been on fucking TikTok with the, with the Caucasian people cutting up about black history month this time of year? Unfortunately, I'm not on the white side of TikTok. <laughs> I see black people, com- black people rightfully complaining about what they've been doing, but thankfully, God, I'm not on that side of TikTok. But the thing is, it's not even educated in white schools. Like, I'm not going to... So my workplace, like, a lot of people in my job don't know black history. They don't know, like, a lot of things. Like, we could bring up something... And they'll know something. All you hear is somebody, because we talk shit, all you hear is say, you uncultural swine. Because it's like, how do you not know who this person is because they made history? Mm-hmm. But it's just because in predominantly white schools, it's not taught. Mm-hmm. And now they're fighting even more to remove what little bit is taught. Why? Mm-hmm. It's called, they're calling it critical race theory, and they're trying to remove it instead of it just being, you know, history. As a matter of fact, I know which holiday it was. It was Juneteenth that they, you did not know. What? The the the, my, the people in my job that I know. You fucking lying. Because we get every major holiday off. Yeah. And one of the, you know, the African-American guys asked, well, are we off for Juneteenth? And so someone cracked a joke about it and was like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. <gasps> Who raised you? Like, what the fuck? Are you fucking serious? Oh, wow. I don't... There was a white person that said that? I don't know what the fuck he is. <laughs> his, his last name's something, but the way he acted, he... he was stroll my ass to HR. I feel that was racially charged. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm but trying to say. I even learned today at church that Hispanics even had slaves. Hmm? I even learned this today at church because my pastor, he's, he's pro-black. And he was just teaching us, you know, he was just teaching us a little bit about our history and stuff like that. And he was like, you know, I just, he told me, he said, I just found out today, you know, and there were even Hispanics who had black slaves. I never knew that at all. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? They didn't teach me that in history. Or maybe they did. They didn't teach me that. Did, did you, you knew that from history or you just knew? I knew. I went and found out. What type of bullshit? Okay, so my next question is, have y'all ever, like, I think I asked this last season, but, you know, well, season or the season before this, but have y'all ever had a moment to where somebody was being racist or you had a racism moment in, like, a work, school, um, just out and about at a store or something, and somebody just really just came for you because you were black or... They just discriminated you because you're black. Yeah. In my worst. Oh, this is when I was actually a technician, and I would do something called start routes, which is like I'm doing the customer's initial service, 
and the sales rep they'll go knock door to door and once they go knock on their door i go and actually do the service so i went to do this woman's service and she was like um you know don't treat my grass because i'm getting my grass cut and i was just telling her, you know well ma'am you know it's not going to affect your grass. It's going to seep down into the soil. So, you know, it'll treat the bugs that way. Yeah. So she spoke to me. She belittled me. She was like, do you understand what I'm saying? And she's like demonstrating, do not touch the grass. Did she, now, she's a little woman. She had to be about every bit of 4'11". She looked me up and down and she told me, you don't have to be scared of me. And I told her, I said, oh, look, I'm, I'm not afraid of you. Man. Yeah. So... She t- asked me if I was stupid, if I was illiterate, if I couldn't understand her. I, She told me, she didn't ask me, she told me that I was going to treat her RV because due to it being pesticides, you have certain laws and regulations that you can follow, You have to follow. And if you break those laws and regulations, you can lose your license and not only that, you can face jail time. And so, like, she was just, like, talking to me like I was less than her. And then she waited... She kept me outside her home for a whole hour after I treated her home. I knocked on the door. I rang the doorbell. And just as I was closing my truck up to get in my truck, she came outside and she was like, I was on the phone. I can't do two things at once. You can come on in and treat the interior now. So I took a deep breath in. I was like, okay. And I went ahead and treated the inside of her home. Now she watched me walk all around her home, treating everything because in the inside, always spreads the baseboards. So I was walking around treating all of her home. And she waited till I went to the front door. And was like, did you treat the right side of my home? I was like, yes. And she was like, I guess you can go then. And I just looked at her and I was like, I in that moment, I had to hold my composure because it didn't make my money depending on it. But at the end of the day, like, you, you threatened me indirectly. That's the first thing. You talked to me like I was less than you. And then secondly, you talked to me like I was beneath you and... Like, I needed your permission to leave your home. Yeah. And so, like, when I left, I just cried because that was just my first time experiencing racism from someone else than my own. Like, I get racism from my, our own because they tell me, well, because I'm more brighter than normal, I'm pale. Mm-hmm. And they tell you, oh, you're not too dark to be black. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the white folks and you're like, well, you too dark to be one of us. And it's just like, well, well where do I fit in? So. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That's crazy. What about you? You go ahead. I'm still putting the words together in my head. Gotcha. Um, I had like two experiences. One was like at Target when this lady did not, she refused, refused for me to check her out. And mind you, at the time when I was working at Target, we were predominantly black. Like, mm-hmm. The store manager is black. All of the um, team leads and everything is predominantly black. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had like a Caucasian guy, but I mean, I don't, you know, I don't have nothing against the LGBT community, but he's gay. Mm-hmm. So it's just like she, she had a problem with a couple of things that she always give us problems when she come up there. So the only person that would really bring her out is this one Asian lady. And she was okay ringing her out because she, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I guess because. At the time, the lady, she'd been there for a long time. So she was just like, I feel like I'm the only one that can handle her. But she wasn't there that day. Um, she didn't want me to bring her out of nothing. And this was the day that I was on cash year. And I was just like, well, man, she had a line behind her. And it's just like, ma'am, you're going to have to either go 
go to customer service. Either let me check you out or you're going to have to leave. Mm -hmm. So she got attitude with me talking about, well, where's your store manager? Because I don't want you checking me out. Shit, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm going to call my store manager. Well, first I call my team lead because my store manager, he he around the store somewhere. I'm not about to call that man. And sometimes he be having an attitude. So let me call my team lead. She a little bit nicer. She walk up the black lady. She's she's about your color. So I'm thinking, you know, well, maybe it's just me. I'm all, my, my skin a little darker because she was in the lot just really going off talking about she don't like black people. She don't like this. She don't like that. Talking about how society and black people, we shouldn't have black people in society without black people, without white people. If it wasn't for white people, it would be black people. I didn't understand that shit either. She was about an older lady. First of all, black people is the only race that can make any shade of child act right correct the only race you can get a caucasian child from a black person mm-hmm. you can get a like we don't own you can literally line up you have a, a color scheme for black people you could really line up from the lightest to the darkest mm-hmm. exactly can't no other race do that at all I but can't. she kept going on and going on so of course i'm gonna call my team lead light-skinned lady pull up I don't want your kind checking me out. Well, why the fuck did you come in my life? Like, she was pissing me off. So, she said, well, I want the store manager. She kept hollering about the store manager. So, we called the fucking store manager up. He come wobbling his ass up here. Black man. Oh, she pissed off. <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. I'll never come work here anymore. Started throwing shit at me like... Okay, bitch. Like, no one gives a fuck. So... I mean, that was my only time, like, witnessing something like that towards me. Now, I didn't see it happen towards people. And I, you know, I'm the type of person I feel like I don't like shit like that, especially anybody, like, coming for just somebody because of their color of their skin. So, I feel like I should, I would say something. But at the time, that was my job, and that's how I was making money. So, I couldn't really tell the old white bitch to suck my ass, but... Suck my ass, you white bitch. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Miss Um, Blue? I will not I don't I I wouldn't say it was an outright racist experience towards me, but I will say um it's a microaggression of some kind. Mm-hmm. Because um so I'm not gonna give enough de- many details because this hoe will start crying if I do. Because she probably will, I don't know. Anyway, so um, this is back in high school. Um, I'm not an ass kisser. Um, I'm not an ass kisser, and I keep a very, you know, monotone, straightforward voice. And this was, it's, well, my voice was even worse in high school. Let's put it that way. I was very monotone. I was very straightforward. Like, don't fuck with me, blah, blah, blah. And I kept a straight face, stone straight face. And this girl, basically, I would say she was bothered that I wouldn't be friends with her. And, um... So she would start saying that I was threatening her or I would do this and I would do that. Like I was mean to her. And then one day I get called in the principal's office and I was like, well, what's going on? Because I, I was never a troublemaker. I'm never, ever in shit like that. And she was like, well, so-and-so said you pushed her in the lockers. And I was like, when? And I was like, when? Like I started getting pissed off because this was ongoing. So I said, when, 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 when. And she just sitting there, the girl sitting there in tears. And I was like, I didn't say anything towards her, but I was just like, when? 
I looked at it, I was like, when? <laughs> when did I do this to you? And I was just pissed off. <laughs> and um, the the principal, she's a black lady or whatever. I didn't get in trouble. I'm like, she said, well, this is what she said. And I'm like, well, this is what, I, what happened. I don't pass her this. I was like, well, let me lay out my route for you. I don't even pass her except this one instance when I'm going to such and such. And I never bump into anybody when I'm going to such and such, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean... I didn't get in trouble for it, but I feel like I was going to get in trouble for it. And I said, I said that I feel like y'all are making me out to be this angry black woman towards this little white girl right here. And she said, well, no, no, it's not that. It's not that. I was like, well, yes, yes, it's like that. It's like that. I don't even, um, I was so mad. I don't even remember how it ended, but like I was, I was, you know, crying and shit. But I was like, you're not going to put me, you're not going to suspend me over this bitch because I will fuck you up and give me a reason to suspend me for it, you know? <laughs> I saw ooh the other day I saw that hoe coincidentally I saw that hoe at, when I went out with my friend to go eat somewhere I saw her and she still looked fat sloppy and nasty so you know what I'm at peace I could have ran up to her and fucked up then but you know what this was some years ago so I've grown as a person and that's the best revenge in life <laughs> so to piggyback off of what you said when the white woman <laughs> Hold on, wait. <laughs> that was the most nonchalant and straightforward. I think my sis got her closure from that one. No, I didn't get my closure yet. When I whoop her ass, I got my closure. <laughs> oh, hold on, fucking silent. <laughs> Bitch, I'll hit you in all 17 of your chins. Don't play with me. Oh, not 17. What you about to slay, K. Back off of your story when you was like, the white woman was like, without, let me tell you something, my pastor was giving the black history off. Come on, pastor. He was like, how she said, without white people, there were, there would be no blacks. But mm-hmm. technically, like he said, we were, we originated from Africa. When we was in Africa, we were kings and queens. Mm-hmm. They didn't like that. They took us, they put us on ships, and they stacked us, our ancestors, and laid them on their backs like shelves. That's crazy. And they brought them to America. And even whites are not even from here because the land was dedicated to our Indians. And you push the Indians out and you put them in reserves. Mm-hmm. So where it in it is, you are just as much of an immigrant than me. This land really belongs to the Indians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's be real about it. That's why the Cherokees are pissed off. They are. And they land, like, you know, some of my ancestors are Cherokee. Mm-hmm. And they have to, they have only so much of a land because, like, like I said, I have nothing against, you know, Caucasians because somewhere down the line, when they're not even somewhere down the line, my great-grandfather, he's mixed. But even still, we don't claim that side because they don't claim us because they... Whichever parent on my great grandfather's side is white was most likely his mom. Mm-hmm. They feel like we they we shouldn't have segregated. We shouldn't have you know been together. But at the end of the day, you made beautiful people. Yes. So I got a question for you. How do y'all feel about the people? How can I cannot put this. How do y'all feel about the men who was incarcerated for dating? A white woman. Wait, like they're in so, jail because of dating a white yeah, woman. Yeah, so you know, before it became legal 
for us to segregate in it be you know we all share the same thing mm-hmm. it was it was illegal for a black man to date a white woman mm-hmm. and they did jail time for it i'm mm-hmm. asking because i have an uncle who is serving life for dating a white woman and i personally feel now since it's you know, it's able, we're able to date outside of our race and they stuff. Should let him yeah, out. Yeah, so certainly like writing a peel or some kind yeah. or some shit. Yeah. You most definitely be let out. But back then, it was considered rape. <sighs> yeah, but now though, like, you know, that should he should have been let out in like the 80s, 90s or some shit like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I hate how back in the day it was just like so wrong for a black man to pursue in being with a white woman. I understand that they looked at us as slaves and this and that, but it's just like, oh, excuse me. At the end of the day, if this white woman wants to be, I'm not calling her slaves now, but if this white woman want to be with a goddamn slave, and, and shit, let it be. Like I, I don't know. Like I just didn't understand how it just like how it operated back in the day it's just pretty fucked up because it's just like they really looked at us as animals and it's just yeah. like they still do yeah uh, yeah we get called Hell monkeys yeah. we get called you know all types of shit but even still they they think they're so educated because they have degrees and they put themselves the system is created by a, a white person a caucasian mm-hmm. person they put themselves on a higher pedestal but they're still so uneducated because they could look at me and Ari and see me and Ari out with a very darker toned man and they're gonna cause they're just gonna assume that we're white. Yeah. Because like y'all think I'm bright. You may think we're bright, but my grandmother is very pale. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather, he is very he is very dark. Mm-hmm. And I thank God she don't listen to this. But my grandmother and my grandfather actually went to jail. They didn't do have to do jail time, but they went to jail because of some Caucasian men racially profiling them. That's crazy. And said the guys, my grandmother told me the guys looked at my grandfather and told him, "Nigger, give me back, give us back our woman." <gasps> now my grandfather, he's not wrapped too tight. He's a calm, <laughs> mellow man. Don't yeah. get me wrong; he's very calm. He's very mellow, but. He, they looked at my grandfather and told my grandfather, give us back our woman. Not knowing that my grandmother is African-American just because mm-hmm. how pale she is. Yeah. And my grandfather pulled out his gun. He didn't he didn't shoot him or kill him, but he threatened him. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And one thing led to another, and they were in jail. And they had to fight that. But at the end of the day, you're so, you, you think you're so smart. But you're still so uneducated because little did you know, you think it just because she's pale that she's a white woman when she's mm. not. She's not a white woman. Right. She she has it in her bloodline, but she's not. Because you are what your father is, and your father is African-American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just mind-boggles me that a lot of white individuals, because they have some form of, like, degree or something, they're, like this smart educated person and just you know feel like they're greater than thou but it's just like shit us black people could do the same thing you do get a degree do all these things and shit 
y'all still would look at us as like scum of the fucking right. earth. Like Any, anybody could get a degree. It's just the access to the resources to get exactly. the degree. Like most people don't even go to college because they can't afford to go to college. Mm-hmm. Opposed to white people because that generational wealth, mm-hmm. like their parents got it for them. So therefore mm-hmm. they're guaranteed to be able to go to college. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, damn, I had it, but I lost it. Never mind, I'll come back to it because I ain't lost it. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. How do y'all feel about black people being racist about black people? I feel like it's ignorant. I feel it's like horrible. I feel like you're no better than the race right. who's already aiming towards this. Thank you. Right. I feel like because I feel like it one thing is we already dealing with racism in America. And mm-hmm. stuff. You know, and we already have it where we have, you know, it's not all, all not only the Caucasians who's racist towards us. You have, you know, the, I don't want to say the wrong, is it the Asian descent, the, you know, the people that's from, like, overseas, they don't like us. We You have, like, Vietnamese, Asians, and uh-huh. stuff like that. They, they don't, don't like us. That's crazy. Yeah. No, you need, you know, like, even Africans don't like us because they said we're not true Africans. Right. Yeah. So, we are hated in such a way, it's a losing battle. We mm-hmm. have to fight so hard in this battle called life just to win. Mm-hmm. And that's why every time an African-American makes the, the biggest thing, and it's, it's the first, it's a big thing because that person had to put their blood, sweat, and tears into that just to get there versus, you know, like Ari said, that generational well, blue. I'm sorry, <laughs> that generational wealth. You don't have to work that hard, and then for us being African Americans, they think we automatically go and grow, grew up in a one parent home that we are uneducated. Everybody does drugs. Everybody does this and that. We don't have a good name for ourselves, and so for you to come and you for you to be one of to be just like me, and to belittle me or talk about me mm-hmm. that makes you no better than them. You just you exactly. just giving them the okay to do it. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. I had a friend which I will not name because they listen. I had a friend at the time. He would basically Are we on this again? Because <laughs> it just seems like the scenario always hit it. Hold on. <laughs> I got it. It would just seem as though you are a black man. But you don't like black people. Like, for instance, I am dark-skinned. And he kind of pursued me as this ghetto-ass, loud-ass bitch who basically has no common sense. Mm-hmm. Literally. He didn't say it like that. to climb up underneath this table because <laughs> I can't. <laughs> he didn't say it like that, but he basically insinuated insinuated it. it and this was at the time that this is me trying to get to know him and get to know his friends at the time most likely probably the door's open though and at the time like when i was trying to get to know blue it was just like oh well, blue doesn't like ghetto people. Blue doesn't like this. Blue doesn't like that. And I'm like, and that's not true for the record. He's lying. <laughs> and I'm just like, I had to ask him, and I had to shit ask myself like that later that night. But I had to ask him, like, do you see me as this? 
black, angry, loud ass woman. Like, I'm like, no, I have a college degree. I'm pretty smart in just about anything. I mean, I might act a little slow, but it's just like, don't, don't let that fool you. I might be a little slow in math, but trust me, I know how to count money and count coins. So that's a good thing. But it's just like you pursue, like you, you looked at this black woman and said, you a ghetto ass bitch. Right. And it's just like someone looking at him, Lord, don't strike me, but I'm about to say. But that's just like somebody looking at him and automatically saying, he's gay. Exactly. Yeah. Because you have straight feminine men who walk, who talk, who do a certain thing. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I'm going to catch it because I'm going to get too, too much information. I'm just going to sit down to this <laughs> um, table. This, this person has such internalized racism against himself that part he says things that are like as a black man like oh i don't want to live there that's where all i don't want to go there that's where all the black bad people go to school at i don't want to go there because i only want to be with the white people i want to drink wine and classy events with the white and just an emphasis and like where things like an unnecessary emphasis on race like i don't want to go there there are too many black people, you know, yes. and we'll look at you and be like, are you serious? Like, do you know, you know, who you are and where you live and where you yes. came from? Like, for example, not to cut you off, but for example, when <clears throat> I was telling some of the volunteers to come out here and get more volunteers, like go to the different schools. Like, yeah, we got some kids that come from the early college. We got some that come from Westbrook. But shit, my main focus is I want to get some of these BU kids up in here mm-hmm. because we have a lot of, you know, Hispanics and a couple of Caucasians and maybe a little bit of, you know, African-Americans. But it's just like shit. They already single us black African-Americans out. So it's just like shit. Let me get y'all in here as volunteers so they can, you know, you could have a learning experience and you won't have to be out in the streets doing the shit that they want y'all or think that y'all doing. This motherfucker says... Oh, well, I don't want nothing coming from BU in my, uh, in, what do you say, on my team? Uh, I want all the Westbrook kids and all the early college school kids. And I'm like, throw my phone. And just the way he put it. And I was like, you don't think there's nothing wrong with saying you don't want any black children from the predominantly black school coming over here? And he looked at us like we were wrong. That's not what I meant. No, that's exactly what you meant. If you're going to say that, stand on it. Like, like Luce, stand on you know, you a dark skinned nappy headed motherfucker just oh, like the rest of us. So what is wrong with you? I'm about to chunk this phone across the room. He, I don't know. He, and to go back to you know him referring to Jay Marie as you know she doesn't like a ghetto loud bitches and blah blah. blah. First of all, yes I do. I know where I came from. Um, I come so for the background information. Okay, for the people who don't live in our area. So I used to live, I grew up in the South End. It's a more predominantly black neighborhood. Both sides. I moved to, you know, the West End, the predominantly white neighborhood when I was about 18. So I spent my formative years in the South End where the black people, the black people are. Mm -hmm. And he said that one day he told me that, oh, at least you... Something he said, you grew up in the West End with all the white people. Ooh, I would can't imagine growing up in the South End. There's something to that effect. And I said, what are you talking about? I grew up in the South End. He's like, no, 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 you didn't. I was like, yes, How I did. How the fuck he going to tell you where you came from? I was like, yes, <laughs> I did. I grew up in the South End. This is where I come from. This is my neighborhood, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So what are you trying to say? Like, are you calling down people down there stupid or something? No, that's not what I meant. Uh, no, that's what you meant. Come, go ahead. Go ahead. Since you thought I was from a different neighborhood. 
Speak on that shit. You know? And it's like, to refer to Jay Marie as a loud ghetto, just because she's Darcy, it's when she's nothing of the sort. And even if you are loud and ghetto, that's fine. That's where I come from. But, you know, just to think, just to even tell her that I would not like her because of this, this, and that, when we're the best of friends now, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> like I don't know. So, to say that you want to be in a predominantly white, mm-hmm. they're going to be your friend to use you. Mm-hmm. You're going to be the monkey on the string. Tell Let's right. be real about it. You're going to be the little monkey that they dangle and stuff. Just like it's, oh Afri- Just like it's African-Americans out here. Oh, I'm not black. I'm a part of the whites. The whites support me. And they want to be in the KKK and all of that. And when shit comes tumbling down, they're going to make sure your black ass is the one that's going to take the fall for this murder. Yep. Or they, you're going to be the first one. Right. They, you might not be the first monkey to kill, but hell, they, you're going to be the, you're gonna be on their list to take out your worst from your worst, your, your, your next, oh, let me see, I'm fucking stuttering. Yo, the next wrong move that you make. All it takes is for you to make one foul ass move, and that's your life. Like, mm-hmm. and I just feel like that's so uneducated. Just because someone came from the hood there's very educated people who have came from the hood who has mm-hmm. lived in the hood there's very educated people who talks well yeah you know yeah. and you just you basically what you did was you judged a book by its cover right but i read but you, you probably read the first page but you haven't you didn't read the whole book mm-hmm. like not every black person is loud not every black person is ghetto none of that because you can look at me and hell you may think I'm just the most whatever, and then you see something, she's like, well, damn, that's a whole 360. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, when Jay first met me, she thought I was just this sweet, little, quiet person, and then when she heard me talk, she said, yeah, that motherfucker don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just like Blue, I first met Blue, oh, she quiet and sweet. Baby, she got mad when I said, <laughs> let me tell you something. I I know. <laughs> I just looked at her and was like, oh, she gonna be cool. She she seemed like she quiet for us. And then since I didn't have been here in Blue Talk, that motherfucker got a mouth on up. So, my next question, it, well, hold on, let me refer back to that. It it does make me mad that some black people like him look at people like that, like look at just African Americans like that in general, because. I guess, like, because I'm dark-skinned, some dark-skinned women are loud. I know a light-skinned woman who is loud as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, that bitch loud. I'm not going to say her name. She's going to know when she listens to the podcast. We already but, know. That bitch loud. But she light-skinned. But you look at me, and it's just like, oh, well, bitch, you you loud. You this and that. I mean, I'm I'm never gonna forget where I come from. I'm born and raised in the North End, so I mean, y'all yeah, know. Oh, we know you was born in the, the, the North End, <laughs> not the North, North with an A. <laughs> I, I shit, I done moved to the West End and back, and it's just like shit. I'm never, you know, I'm always gonna rip North Side, leave your mouth wide. You feel me? Like I'm always, <laughs> hey. always ripping. Now never forget where you come from, and it's just like. I was about to say a whole bunch of B-A-N's, bitch-ass niggas, but I'm a hoo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> but, like, you can't do that. Because at the end of the day, sir, ain't you, ain't we in the same community? And wasn't you raised in the North End just as much as I was raised in the I North know for a fact because right? we used to go to the same church. Exactly. The church that we go to is on Bigna. 
Exactly. That's called the back road. That's the deepest of the deep of the hood. But like you said, you racially you racially profiling me. And, but you quick to be Dude, like, let me tell you something. <laughs> the only suburb part of Bowman that's considered is the West End. That part, and even the West End now. It's technically the hood because you have more people getting killed in the West End That's than right. you hear in the mm-hmm. North End or in the South End. They just make it a big deal because it's the hood. Yeah. Right. That's the only thing is they just blow it more out of proportion. But to be real, the, you have a lot of shit going on in the West End now. Facts. You don't hear no shit. Of, PV used to be hot as fuck with shootings and all that shit. You don't hear about PV shooting nothing. You don't hear about Mater doing that bricks. None of that. But shit, look in the West End. A a beautiful, nice apartment. Motherfuckers getting shot out there. Right. Like, yeah. the hood is everywhere. I, I'm Lord, sorry I'm getting it. hype. This <laughs> motherfucker, he done ran me hype. Right. <laughs> like, the I hood is everywhere. Shit. No, could say more. Say more. I, I don't know. <laughs> everything, like, you know, every other conversation is about white people being obsessed with white men and whatnot and being invited to nice quote-unquote white events drinking white wine wearing white clothing listening to white music and white 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 and it's just like stop okay baby i got a question okay hit me with it because baby distract me because i'm getting hot you ever been to reds before out here the fuck is that okay you never been Lil Woodrow's. I haven't been out here in a whole year. Okay, you know okay. Lil Woodrow's, right? Yeah, I heard of it. Predominantly, it's more white people there mm-hmm. than black people. Mm-hmm. You go to Reds. It's predominantly more white people than black people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you? Okay, Red is like a bar. Mm-hmm. Lil Woodrow's is like a bar. Mm-hmm. Would you consider that as a club? A ghetto black club? Well, no. Reds got a little dance floor to it. Yeah, so, and they play I music. I mean, it's just like going because I've been to Dixie's. And Dixie's Dix- was predominantly white. And Dixie's was predominantly white. I mean, you would see African Americans in there, mm-hmm. but Dixie's was uh, predominantly a Caucasian's club, and even still, mm-hmm. Dixie's was bought out by an African American. You fucking lie! I did not know that. Dix- Dixie's, no, it wasn't bought. Out. It was a partnership. But they haven't made shit about it. Oh, I didn't know that. Nah, I'm pissed off. Okay. This was some years back. But to answer my question, do you consider that as some form of hood environment? From what I just said, and I said predominantly white, do you hear any hood activity at these places? Little Woodrow's especially. No, I've seen, as far as, like, the videos, because I've never been there personally, as far as, like, the videos that I've seen on social media, you see people on swings singing, dancing, and stuff. But when you go somewhere where they play music and they have a dance floor, that's the whole purpose of it, for you to have a good time. Right. Exactly. And, like, even still, he can't, let me not say he, anyone cannot say because an African-American shakes their ass that it's ghetto. Because you can see... Mm -hmm. Like, it's all on social media. Now, you can see a different race. I'm not going to put it all on the Caucasians, but you can see a different race shaking a, you know, shaking. Their backs. Exactly. Uh, thank you for cleaning <laughs> up because I was so about to say ass again. Because, <laughs> uh, but it's just, we were blessed with what the Lord gave us. And some, some don't have, you know, some. And no shade, no shade, no shade. You know. But if you feel like that's where you fit in, 
just remember you're gonna be that monkey on the string because yeah they might say oh i love black friends but like even some people get african-american friends just to say right i have a black friend so that makes them not racist that's fucked up but but still you're not educated on african-american holidays you don't celebrate Black History Month, you don't do, you know, you don't know what Juneteenth is. You don't know nothing. And it just mind boggles me. I'm going to get off this subject again. It just mind boggles me because this motherfucker don't have any Caucasian friends, any friends that is a different race. But you, it's like you dire to be a white person. Right. It's like, you don't, like, fuck all the, you being black, your mama being black, auntie being black. Like, fuck all that. I want to be a white man or be in some form of relationship with a white man. What is that girl who, who hair is always, always messed up? And she got on catfish and she said that she was a white woman. I ain't talking about Tracy Barbie. There we go. <laughs> and that's exactly who you remind me. Because I was sure going to the little dude page, Michael uh, Jackson, or whatever his name is, or Michael Jordan. Or oh, that girl on um, Dr. Phil. I never yeah. made like anything like those Negroes. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. I like another thing is, that's what I wanted to say earlier. White people, do, let me not say white people, Caucasians take credit for a lot of things, like even God or Jesus. Mm-hmm. They said his hair was made of wool. His, you know, his skin was bronze and stuff. When have you ever seen a Caucasian with hair that's like wool? I haven't seen one. I've seen a mixed child, but that's yeah. because it's somewhere has African American in it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen one that was bronze that has never been tanned? They, well, they I mean, I know a guy. He's a he's Italian, but he's like Sicilian, and they have darker skin. But I wouldn't say. But even you know, still, they didn't like Italians. Yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. Italians used to be not considered white. Mm-hmm. So now my next question: How do y'all feel about white people saying the N word? No, by no means, no. Uh uh-uh. uh Because there's just so it. You can say it's just a word now, but there's so much history behind it, and so much. You know, so much that comes with that word. It mm-hmm. makes me so uncomfortable here. Any other race besides black people saying that word because in a heartbeat as soon as they get pissed off at you nigger 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 it's just it's the way it's like Mm. (laughs) but okay follow that question why do some african americans feel comfortable with their white friends saying nigga why do like how does that make y'all feel where people whites who act like blacks they're called wiggers they're white niggers. Yes. <laughs> so, but I personally feel like all together society should get away from like me. I feel like because it was used as a racial slur. Mm-hmm. So I feel like all together it shouldn't be said either way. Go. I, I, I know African Americans look like, oh, it's for us. But at the end of the right. day, it was given to us yeah. right. by a white. So. Why do we have to still take that apart our history, continue mm-hmm. to use it, right. and to continue to say it? I like even me, I still say it, but I feel like altogether, honestly, like we shouldn't be saying it at all, right? Because if we stop saying it, they'll stop saying it. As long as we saying it, y'all, well, they looking at it, well, y'all calling each other niggers, you know, and this and that, and technically we gave it to y'all, mm-hmm. and we just technically praising what they gave us. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
That's, I agree, but I do say it all the time. I say it profusely. Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> I agree, though. Say word. Yeah. I say it too much. Yeah. I Especially say when I'm mad. Yeah. I, Everybody needs some B-A-Ns. For, for real, for real. No hesitation. But it's just like, that's, it's because it's in us. It's like a bad habit. Just like, you right. know, you have a smoker or, uh, you, you know, once they get hooked on cigarettes, it takes... Some, if they really want to quit, it takes some time and some getting used to before they just fully stop smoking. They may go down to, you know, from a pack a day to, you know, maybe three a day, from three a day to two, you know, right. until they finally mm-hmm. wing themselves off of it. So, you right. know, it's just really teaching ourselves and training ourselves not to say it at all. Because if we, let, you know, they're saying lead by example. So we're leading and we're considered kings and queens, honestly. So we lead in the manner of being a king and a queen and stop taking what was given to us in a negative way and using it and saying that we can't get mad. If some, we, that's then, let me say, we could get mad now, but if they was to say it and be like, oh, nigger or negro or whatever, yeah, like we'll have more of a reason to be upset. Because I'd have been around... Wiggers, I'm sorry to say it like that, but I've been around <laughs> Wiggers, and it would be a lot of black people, and it would be like one of the homeboys or how they call it, one of the one of the homies, and they'll just be talking, and nigga just slip right the fuck out, and I'm uncomfortable in situations like that, so I'm gonna look at everybody else and be like, so I'm gonna say something. Thank you, like. <laughs> We go ignore it. And everybody just fucking ignoring it like it's a brand new day. And it's just like, sir, um, you're not this color or lighter than me. You are the the, the descendants of the, the white people. So I do feel uncomfortable with you saying that. But, I mean, it just, I don't know, it kind of confuses me that some black people are okay with some white people saying the N-word. But, you know, hey, to each his own with that. So... <clears throat> My next question is, mm-hmm. how many, in, how, well, in y'all opinion, how many black households are headed by one parent? Like, how many households have y'all seen? Like, okay, so let me rephrase that. Why do people, like, stereotype us black people as you know always being that always being that race that it's always one parent in the household never two but just always one because they go to i don't want to sound like i'm stereotyping but it's because they go deep into the projects where the father has either been killed where the father you know is either incarcerated mm-hmm. and you know and like it's several different reasons on why it's not just because, oh, the father has always wanted to be a deadbeat. Sometimes, and they look at it like, oh, the dad is not in the home because, oh, he... Let me see how can I put this because I don't want to put my own foot in my mouth. Ugh. I basically, they go to the worst of the worst where the mother has to live off of the state to provide and then they don't really know this woman's history on why she's by herself and even still it goes to they make it hard for our, our african-american men to 
get jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's getting to the point now mothers are giving their sons Caucasian names, or what are considered Caucasian names, that just so that when they son, when it's time for their son to get a job, they get that job interview. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's sad. Why? Because his name is DeMarcus. Why doesn't he get a call for the interview? Or why? And, but Carter over here gets the job interview because his name is Carter and he's a Caucasian man. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. That's crazy. Yeah. Because you can go look at DeMarcus, but not, not, not knowing behind DeMarcus' belt. He has a degree, mm-hmm. you know, he's married, he, he he has kids, you know, he's doing everything he has to do, and then he's still succeeding in the life to meet all his goals. Yeah. When mm-hmm. Carter over here, Carter over here may be, you know, beating his wife at home. Yeah, fucking DUI. You know. Right. I mean, the DWI, one of them. DUI motherfucker probably got, he beat his wife like you said. You know, and it's just like they put drugs they they put drugs in the projects, right? Yeah, to make us less. Right. They put guns in the projects for us to use them, not only to kill ourselves, but you know, for us to demean ourselves. So anything that has been given to us, it has been to demean us. Like you even have it now where African Americans like, I don't want to live on, I don't want to live on the the government, I don't want to live on the state, and they rather suffer suffer. Bless you. No. Oh. <laughs> they rather suffer and struggle and go without and damn to be homeless then get on this you know, get on the benefits that they need to help them because it's the stereotype. Like I was told when I got pregnant with money that you will always be a, a statistic. You will always be a welfare mother. So I What the fuck? So I never did housing. If I apply for it, I stopped. I've never done housing. Every apartment that I have, I have paid full rent. I have have had, my daughter's been on Medicaid, but it's been on for her dad. But even still, when I get good-ass jobs and I can afford it, I put her on my insurance just for those purposes because I was told that I will always be a, a statistic because black women who get, and that's another thing, because black women who get pregnant at a young age, the dad doesn't stick around because he's not ready for it or because or whatever the case may be. So that young black mother, she goes from one child to two, three, four, five, six, seven kids, and she can't afford to take care of those kids. So you know what I did just to make sure, and I hate to hear it now, I got on birth control. I've never been on housing. I barely, you know, get on any state benefits. The only time I get on it is because I have to, and it's the very last resort. If if it means that I got to struggle, I'm going to struggle. I'm going to struggle. Somebody's somebody who told me it was like a lot of people our age gets get on you know housing and the state benefits and stuff. And now that same person who told me that's the same person who's living off the state. Mm. Life comes at you fast. Mm. That's what I always say. Be careful what the fuck mm-hmm. you say. Whatever. Be careful what you speaking to people because if you speaking negative into people, that shit will come and bite you in your ass. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. And also, it dates back to, you know, having a single parent um, household dates back to um, slavery, where the slave masters would purposely break up, you know, families. Mm-hmm. They remove the father on purpose to make the family unit weaker. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. So, is it true 
there are more black men in prison than college. Yes. And now age. I, I say yes. I, I, say yes. I would say yes. Yes. Because when I was working in the prison system, it was predominantly African Americans. And then you would hear some of the charges they're in for and what they have and how much time they have. But then I would go talk to this different race, you know, this Caucasian, and just to see how much time he has and what he's in there for. He in there for rape and he has 20, little, 20 years. But I go talk to this African-American man who's in there for selling drugs or armed robbery and he's in there for life. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know how to like really put it in words, but it's it, it makes me more upset that there's a lot of black men in jail than white men. But at the same time, sometimes y'all got, it's like, every time I look on the news, it's always a young black man doing something stupid for them to lie up in jail. And it's just like, it's bad enough that these Caucasians look at us as these bad, this just horrible race. The thing is, the news, they pick and choose what they want to put mm -hmm. on the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Because it be, it be, you know, I'm sorry. Excuse me. It be, you know, whites killing other whites. It be, you know, whites is doing this and killing black people. But they would never put that on the news. But as soon as the black kill the white person. It's a big hoorah. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, the whole thing now. White cops killing black kids. Or it's wrong for a black man to want. I'm sorry. It's wrong for a black man to want to be an officer now. Being a police officer is just a job. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just a job. Sometimes it's even a career for some people. So why can't it be African Americans can't be police officers? Because... One person who went in there with ill intent to be crooked, mm -hmm. messed it up, and you feel like he's he's choosing to be on the other side. No, I feel like racism is hatred. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's something. If I feel like it was something where you the wrong being raised up in the improper household put uneducated things into you. And then it's just like those people who hate African Americans and stuff. But as soon as you go to the hospital and something's wrong with you, guess who's saving your life? Mm -hmm. An African American doctor. Yeah. Just as soon as you know, you need your car fixed. You you get you know you call an African American, or not only that, like I'm not just gonna say African Americans. You need your house built. You're not gonna go call. Carter over here with the building company, you gonna go call Juan to get Juan to come build your house. Damn, that's great. <laughs> but that's true. That's true as fuck. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, my question, now my next question is, and I had it and it disappeared, but um, hold on. I gotta find it. I said that already. I said that already. Well, fuck, I ain't got the question no more. Um, oh, about to run out of time for this first segment. But my question was, what does it mean to play the race card? Hold on, y'all. We'll be back. 
All right, y'all, we back. So the question I asked was, oh, fuck. Uh, oh, what does it mean? Was, oh, shit, I lost my question. Uh, uh, what does it mean when they say to pull, uh, what does it mean to pull the race card? On who in? Mm. Because shit. Before uh, I start this uproar, and I'm gonna apologize ahead of time to all our Caucasian listeners who love us. But on what end is it coming from? The race mm-hmm. card on the Caucasian end, or is it coming from the race card on the African American end? Both. I'm gonna let you take it first. Um, <laughs> depends on the context. When people say, oh, you're playing the race card, well, depending on who it's coming from, let's say a white person is telling a black person, oh, you're playing the race card. That means that you're not, that's your, you're using, oh, is it because I'm black as a quote unquote excuse? Yeah. So, I mean, you could ask, is it because I'm black? You know, it could very well be because you're black, but they're Mm -hmm. deflecting it on you like gaslighting you mm-hmm. saying oh you're pulling the race card oh you're doing this oh mm-hmm. you're making a big deal out of nothing and you're saying making me seem like i'm racist when i didn't do anything to you yeah so it really depends on the context sometimes it could it could be very well because you are black yeah i'm ready for you to tackle it you, you sit there <laughs> I'm a pass, Eric. Okay, blue, <laughs> blue. Look, I feel the same thing about one of the topics. One of the topics mm. she don't want to host. Uh, listen, <laughs> I just rather not. <laughs> I just feel like because I'm really neutral, but like the whole racism thing, I love people for who they are. Yeah, you know, I, you know, you could be purple, green, black, yellow, orange, whatever you want to be. You could be considered. A panda bear, if you want to be an alien, you know, whatever you want to be, as long as you're happy with who you are, I don't care. But I'm also, like my pastor, I'm pro black, I'm for African Americans because we're so downplayed. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that pisses me off so much that we're so downplayed that I don't like it. So, certain topics I just prefer not to talk on because. Mm-hmm. Understandable, understandable. What about you, Jay? What do you think? <sighs> I ain't never just really had nobody say that to me or ever heard of it. I've seen it on, like, movies and stuff. And I'm kind of... I, I I love Caucasian people. I love all people of race. But when it comes to you, like, being very, like... Being, like, one way and okay with being that one way, like, you're just really... Like, you have that white privilege mm-hmm. on you. Then it's just like, okay, like... For example, um, you I had a teacher in high school that was very white privileged, and she would always antagonize all the black kids, and she <laughs> would never antagonize the white kids. Like, it was always us. Mind you, mm-hmm. you are at a predominantly black school. So, I mean, hello, you probably got two white kids in your class, and half the rest of us is black. But you, you picking on all of us. And it's just like, okay, you're doing this because what? You don't like me because I'm black. Mm-hmm. And she'll basically, like, some, she'll fail all of us in this. Not fail all of us, but, like, some of the assignments we'll do, she deserves an A. She'll give us a flat-ass F. Mm-hmm. Oh. She got excused that next uh, year because I didn't see her after that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, per, like, if it's something like that, 
you're pulling the race card on me. Like, basically, oh, I'm doing this to y'all because y'all are black. Okay, but you didn't have to come and teach at this school. You came here because at the end of the day, you had a job. The, whatever race you teaching, white, black, brown, Puerto Rican, Haitian, mm-hmm. all of that, that shouldn't mm-hmm. fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. People with ill intent like that, they choose that. They feel like if they limit our education, mm-hmm. it keeps us illiterate. Right. If we're illiterate, we don't know nothing. If we don't know nothing, they have the upper hand. Right. It's crazy. So now it's to the now you're seeing a lot of African Americans keeping their kids home and homeschooling their kids because yeah. they want their children to have their certain education. They don't want their child right. to be, you know, their education being taken from from them. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> oh my god. Um this no this, um um this was back in high school. Like she wasn't oh they had this so I was in a statistic, um my math class, my statistics, my statistics class senior year and they had, you know, the football players, you know, they were I don't I don't even remember. I think they were talking too much and the teacher was like Hey, can y'all quiet down? And he was like, "Is it because I'm black, Miss P?" Oh, <laughs> they had her shook. Oh my gosh! Like, no, that? And they said, "Well, you're telling us to be quiet because we're black." And then school, I mean, the bell rang, and I was packing my stuff up. And she came up to me and she said, "You're black, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Oh, well, I didn't tell you anything because they're saying I told them to be quiet because they're black, and I didn't say anything to you." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." <laughs> She was shook. Oh my god! <laughs> but we do. We gotta stop doing that right. too because we do that a lot of times to get a arousement out of them to pick with them. Yes, and right. it's really it's, it's 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 funny to laugh at sometimes, but it's not okay because when you pull that card, be like, oh, it's because I'm black, and it's people who sincerely loves black people. Mm-hmm. They like they don't know what to do because they don't want to offend us. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but you have those people who wants to offend us and who really doesn't give a fuck mm-hmm. and then when you be like it's because I'm black then they like but it, it fucks me up because y'all talk about us so fucking much but y'all wanna be us like y'all get the lip fillers y'all get tans y'all get y'all nails done and be on social media clacking them hoes like what this called jealousy mm-hmm. <sighs> have you ever seen someone Oh, she looks nice. She keep her hair done. She keep her this done. She has the car, the type of car that I want. She has the type of house. I'm not saying that you're in general, but it's people out there, they envy what other people right. have. People, just like most African Americans, are born with full lips. We're, the main things that we have, full lips, big nose, big butt, small waist. God didn't give me that first one, but keep going. <laughs> what was the first one? Lips. <laughs> I mean, yes, it varies. We can't have it all. I'm saying, hell, you have when you have black women out here, we're we're so stereotyped. We're all supposed to have big butts, right? But when you look at us, hell, I I don't have that much of an ass. Me, you know, you might have some out here that have bigger titties and don't have no ass at Mm, all, right? But you know, just like how you said, this is not picking on you. Like you said, you don't really have lips. It's the, you have lips, they're just not as full. Yeah. Right, in high school, people used to tell me, well, um, people used to tell me that, you know, because I didn't have, I was like 15, so I didn't develop no curves or nothing until I was like maybe 18, 19, or whatever. You know, they said, you're black, you're supposed to have curves and a big ass and blah, blah, and I'm like, I'm 15 years old. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about, you know? Said, oh, my God. 
like what the fuck mm-hmm. like i'm 15 sir like why are you looking at me right. like what <laughs> that's crazy i don't know this, this mexican girl who was box built but you know what that's not our business <laughs> ブルーハロー。オッケー。ハイブルースクエットブルーハウズオアスクオアスクサーチンチリングライクハウスハウスクフォーユーうーんシリーうーんあみんいうすブルーラックライクブルーサーラックシーうーんベーシクリーアナウ
United States. The cuisine originated with the foods that were given to enslaved black people by their white owners mm -hmm. on southern planta plantations during the... I'm going to skip that. During the enslaved times. Right? However, it was strongly influenced by the traditional practice of West Africans and Native Americans from its inception. Due to the historical presence of African Americans in the region, soul food is closely associated with the cuisine of the American South, although today it has become an easily identified celebrated aspect of mainstream American food culture. You didn't ask that fucking question. Mm -hmm. I knew I wasn't crazy because I, I know we get a lot of the things that we have now from Please tell me slavery. You about the who? I don't know if I have a sprite up in there, but I know a lot of things that we got came from back in the day with slavery. Yeah, but either in Africa though, Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I hollered when I, I had that. question for a walk off. First of all, not only were we were slaves, we were planters. Mm -hmm. We were farmers. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We were butchers. Right. We we technically were servants. We did everything for them. And even They probably didn't even like their own ass. They probably had somebody there to do that for them. So, so therefore... It's a lot of things that African Americans know. We are survivors. We are conquerors. Mm -hmm. Right. You give us nothing, and we're going to make something out of the little that you gave us. Exactly. So to say that it came from Africa, no, because the African cuisine is way different than soul food. Exactly. That's just like, okay, you go ahead and go find you something. But where, where okay, where does Mexican cornbread from? Where does it come from? It come from who? I think no, it doesn't. It doesn't? It does not. That's just what we call it, right? American, of uh, uh, Af not African-Americans, let me rephrase that. Caucasian, uh, um, Caucasians actually created Mexican cornbread. I, when I asked that Hispanic man, that this Hispanic young boy, he said, I've never heard of any Hispanic making Hispanic, right. like, Mexican cornbread. Right. That didn't come from us. So... Me being intrigued with that culture, I'm like, okay, well, well, where the hell did that come from? He told me he, now again, not to talk about my Caucasian followers or listeners, but he said a white, a white man made that up. Yeah, Hispanics didn't make no Mexican cornbread. They didn't even know what the fuck that was. I had to sit here and explain what Mexican cornbread is. He said no. Nothing but goddamn milk. Huh? Y'all don't have nothing but goddamn milk. Oh shit. I said, well, what the fuck? I said, well, ain't that bullshit. <laughs> but my last question is, how do y'all feel about how they interpret black people in some of the movies? Like, for example, and I'm going to target him because it's the way that he always interpreted black people. Tyler Perry. I love all his movies, and I'm not going to ever just be like, you know, the hell with Tyler Perry, because I love all his movies, all his plays, everything. But it's just some, it, it, I, it's some movies that I just don't like how he interpreted some black people. Like, um, is it for Color Girls? Mm-hmm. 
I cannot sit and watch that movie for a long period I will of time. I never watch that movie. That movie is literally the scarring of my. It scars me because he just interprets us black women as battered. Right. Like it's like every time we looked around, like one lady, she was she was just this happy free woman, and she gets raped. And then I think she what got HIV or something. Right. Then they had the young girl. She ended up getting pregnant, and the abortion went wrong, and almost killed her. Then you have the the black lady that's always having a whole bunch of niggas coming in and out of her house. Like, God damn, like. Is that the one where the kids got dropped out the window? Oh, yes, that's the one. Oh, my gosh. Um, I never watched it. But the thing is. Mm-hmm. I got chills about that one. Need some water? While you're talking, I'll go find some water. Go ahead. Let's shake it up. But the thing is, like, ugh, I pass. I can't. There's a freaking moment of silence. Let me see. How can I put it? Things happen to us. I know what I was saying. Okay, so the things that happens to African-American women is... (laughs) The thing that happens to us is the, like, we can't call for help. Mm-hmm. Because we call for help just like, uh, like Jay Marie say, oh, battered women. I'm just grabbing stuff. I'm listening. And so, as I was saying, like, they, they try to show in the spotlight, like, oh, we're such battered women, but they don't show the other hand of when we call police, mm-hmm. we don't get help. We get raped. We don't get no help. No. We We get, you know beat on or bruise, we call for help. That's like Sprite. We don't get help for that. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to show the bad side, show the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. It's the... But that movie, you never seen it before? Mm-hmm. When I heard they threw a baby out the window, I can't. <sighs> what? Oh. I mean... Coach, fuck. That movie, it, it, it makes my nerves bad because... What she said, like when the girl got, when the lady got raped, didn't she call the cops or she just. I don't even remember. I only seen bits and pieces of that movie. I think she just laid there, but I mean, the cops didn't find him. He was still out there raping other women. And it was just like, he's now contracting some. I think it was HIV or something. He contracted something and all like the women had it. And it was like really, really, like it was really upsetting. That movie Mm -hmm. makes my fucking nerves completely. Mm bad and it's just like i love tyler perry and i love all his work and i love everything he says and you know his movies are awesome but it just really the interpretation of women sometimes just really mind boggles me there's a way to tell these stories and bring these stories to light with being tasteful about it and respectful about it rather than it just seeming like trauma porn like just um tragedy after tragedy after tragedy to all these women in the same movie and it's being too much about it like there's a tasteful way to do it and bring a bring awareness to these types of stories that happen to black women or for example like precious oh my gosh. <laughs> him and oprah winfrey wrote that one his interpretation on a fat black woman is horrible. <laughs> it's not. It's not funny, but it's the way you said it. <laughs> on a fat black woman is horrible. Like he even got her stealing chicken, a whole box of that chicken, was, and running. 
<laughs> like he made he made me so bad with that one because it was just like I think that movie came out when I was in high school and like they did have this one girl that kind of looked like Precious that went to Ozan and they just talked about her like you Precious looking bitch and I'm just like that's sad right. like you even though she big she might not even look like Precious but it's just the goddamn stereotype that she big and she probably looks sloppy so instantly she looked like Precious like right. goddamn well, what is considered sloppy I, mean, I want to know that I want to know you know what we're going to get off of black people for like well no we all black people but will you let me get off. Mm, 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 mm. It's nasty. Mm, 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 mm. It's nasty. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> How nasty is it? Okay, so Blue, I have a question. Mm-hmm. What is your definition of a sloppy big girl? Um, I would never refer to a big black queen as sloppy. I only refer to white women as big and sloppy. <laughs> no shade. <laughs> if you are a bigger white woman and you're an ally to the black community, then you're not sloppy. I'm talking about a trailer park white privileged bitch who... Um, <laughs> how do I put this? I don't know. Like I just have to look at a white mm-hmm. woman... I'll just have to look at her and be like, oh, you sloppy trailer park bitch. <laughs> I would never refer to a black woman as sloppy. Just because you're big. Like, it's not because you're big. It's, it, it has to be other factors that go into it. I can't, I, I can't explain it. I have to look at you and then see. What do you consider as sloppy? Not taking care of yourself properly. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, well, let me say this. Not taking care of yourself properly and you have the means to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't have the means to take care of yourself, and you know you just work with what you got, then hell, mm-hmm. no means. But right, you. I don't know because they always stereotype us. My thing is, I I went on a rant about this on Snapchat last night. If y'all don't follow me on Snapchat, y'all should because I went on a rant about this last night, and it probably disappeared. But I went on a full blown fucking rant because I was like, you guys look at us big girls and y'all targeted it us big girls because it's just like that stereotype all big girls are sloppy all big girls stink all big girls do this and it's just like y'all have pushed the plus size community to go go harder in them showers and stuff and try like us big girls i'm gonna say like I, I never had an odor. If I ever did have an odor, somebody needs to slap me across my face. Because when I get in that shower, I be scrubbing until I, I'm pale as fuck. And it takes a lot for my ass to be pale. But it's just like, I just don't understand how y'all feel comfortable with saying that about us big girls. And that's not the case. Like, I done ran across beautiful big girls that carry themselves lovely right. and beautiful. And, like, smell good. And, like, they saw Pelosi. Like, all that. And if I ever ran across a big girl that is just what y'all consider sloppy or doesn't have a a well odor. Like, maybe, like I said in my snap, maybe they don't know their worth. Maybe they don't know how to get like that you know Mm -hmm. maybe they they might have the funds or they might not have the funds or maybe they don't have that friend to tell them like sis 
you need to, you know, let's 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 work some things out. You kind of smell, and it's not bad, but let's work on it. Like, yeah. Maybe they don't have that, mm-hmm. and it's just like if that's the ones y'all are talking about, y'all instead of talking about them, y'all should help. help thank you, mm-hmm. help them. But even still, like even still, like women, where you have more chest than others, you tend, you know, to sweat underneath your boobs just because. She has a little more area and rolls or whatever the case may be. Right. Hell, the first thing when summertime hit and women who have, you know, more tie ties than others, what's the first thing we do? Sweat. And it's just to keep us from sweating. We put powder and shit all up underneath our boobs and stuff. And even still, shit, when you take your bra, your bra you have a smell. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, it's just about just having somebody and everybody doesn't have a support system. Sometimes mm-hmm. all they have is just them. And you can't never judge no one without knowing. I don't trust nothing else flavor that you give me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> you can't judge a book without knowing their background or their history. Right. Because you never know. This person may be dressing nice, but she's sleeping on, she's sleeping on, in an abandoned house. Or she doesn't have running water to take mm-hmm. care of the knees. Right. Or, you know, she might have soap. But, like, women, we got to, you know, play around with different soaps just to find out the right soap for us like exactly. me. Exactly. I use and that's the only soap that these the only two soaps that works for me. Dove with no no stint in it and the ivory soap with no stint. But because uh, where I stay and the closest place to me is Walmart, the soap that I use has been sold out. Everybody has been buying all the ivory all the dove soap. So what I had to do was go to the next best thing that that I thought was, you know, similar to it, which was, um, I think it was, like, something close, like, the Walmart brand or something like that. It was, like, something different than Ivory, mm-hmm. but it was the same. It was, like, something similar, and my body, you know, has been off since. So I was like, okay, I just, now it's time for me to stop BSing around, find some other stores to get the type of soap that I need because I know if I smell me, mm-hmm. which not saying that I stink, but I know <laughs> if I smell and I feel like my body is off and something is not right and my body hasn't been off until I started using different soaps. Right. So it's like, okay, you got to get your shit back together and get your shit right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, I don't know, it's just about people having the, the resources and stuff, the things that they need because you never know nobody's story. Yeah. Exactly. So this is my, left from my rant, if I could find the clip, I'll put it in here. Y'all need to stop that because there's a lot of big girls out here that are fine and bad as hell. And not all of us smell. I just want to keep saying that not all of us smell. I don't know where y'all get that from and who did it plant that in y'all head. But a lot of us don't stink. Uh, ignorant person. Yep. You had to. And then also my thing is why do y'all, and this is for the black men, why do black men don't feel comfortable with being with a plus size woman in public? They don't feel comfortable being with a, a black woman in period. Mm-hmm. Plus size, small, skinny, yellow, pink, orange. Because they said we're too dominant. We don't we don't know how to take commands. We don't know how to hush when they say hush. We don't know how to jump when they say jump or how high. And the thing is, a lot of whether if you are spiritual or not, a lot of people, a lot of women follow by the Bible, honestly. Mm-hmm. If she's going to serve her man, he has to be a provider in order for her to serve her man. If my husband is coming home every single day and he didn't work the full job to make sure that me and the kids have a roof over our heads or he, you know, he didn't pulled his weight 
hell, it's on me to make sure that his his clothes for work is ironed for the next day, that he has a warm meal to come home to, you know, uh, bath water ran if he wants to take a bath that day. You know, it's, it's my job to cater to him. But if you are someone who's not doing shit and... Right. How do you expect me to be submissive to somebody who's not... Exactly. ...providing and whatnot? Exactly. Know? And what Steve saying? Harvey said it best. He said... A man spells love, M O N E Y. A woman spells love, T I M E. The man is the provider. He provides, he protects. That's the two P's provide and protect. But if you're coming home because you're frustrated because you're working a minimum wage job and you can barely provide for the table, and but you're talking to me like I'm less than you. you oh, you're not, you're ugly. Oh, you need to clean this shit up. This house is dirty and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But because now because you're you're barely making it, I had to get a job. And even once I get a job, I have to come home, take care of you, mm-hmm. take care of your kids. I have mm-hmm. to clean the house. I have to do so many things. And like Steve Harvey even said, he said, a man cannot run a household like a woman can. Mm-hmm. A woman, we can run a household. We hold very many different hats, but a man cannot. You give a man a woman's job to sit up here. Uh, you give a man, I'm not going to even say a black man. But really, it's, yeah. You give a black man his job to run his household, to run or do what a woman have mm. and what a woman has to do. It is very slim that you find any man that would do it. I have ran into maybe five men, three men who is doing everything as a woman is supposed to do because the mother is not in the picture. But any of the men that I have ran it to, either somebody else has the kids and because the mother is gone for whatever reason, uh, and somebody else has the kids or the kids are in the foster system, mm-hmm. you, you cave under pressure. But when it comes down to the woman, we can't cave. Because if we cave, shit, we're weak. Yeah. We, we, we're, we're useless. We're worthless. Like, we don't get to cave. And for us being African-American women, baby, I can go on and on. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, all right, y'all. Is there any more questions y'all, you know, want to add to that before we get into these emails? Mm-mm. Okay, I actually like this topic. I was kind of skeptical about it because I was like, okay, you know, do I need to give y'all like a black history, like one-on-one? Because, ha, the email finally popped up. Okay. For us wrong. being Afri- an African-American podcast and we mainly talk about we mainly talk about minorities. Like yes, we talk about Caucasians, but we mainly talk about minorities. If we didn't talk about Black History Month all together, why would we call ourselves an African American podcast? Mm-hmm. You know, I heard this before, and I'm gonna talk to y'all about this like afterwards. But um, I was told, and it's the God honest truth, right hand to the man. I was told. The reason why we don't have a lot of followers is because all we talk about is black. Mm-hmm. Black this, black that. And that we need to change our dynamic and start talking about Caucasians or something to do with Caucasians. It's just like... Um, but like we're a black thank podcast you, yeah, and our like, demographic... Um, our demographic, well, I mean, our demographic can be full of many different kinds of people, but, like, it will be most relatable to black people. So they're asking us to be relatable to the other races, something more, quote-unquote, you know, 
neutral so everybody else can feel included? I mean, I feel like we're neutral. I mean, we, we at the end of the day, we are African-American. So some right. things that some Caucasians do or it pertains to something black, we're going to talk about it. I feel like most of our topics are very, you know, can apply to everybody in some form very or diverse. Whatever. The thing is, we're African-Americans. We can relate to something. Like if we do a part, do an episode on just something relating to women, us three will be able to relate because we're women. Right. Mm-hmm. The snack won't be too much able to relate because he's a male. Mm-hmm. He can put his perspective in, but he won't fully understand because he's not a woman. Right. It's all on the circumstance. Now, we had a podcast member who was Caucasian. He or she would have been able to relate the other side than what we're able to. Mm-hmm. We can only we can only speak on what we know. Because mm-hmm. then they, like, you have news people who sit up here and try to get us perspective of an African-American, but they belittle how we feel. Right. Yep. You didn't see so many clips on social media on a news channel where you have two Caucasian news anchors and then you have this African-American one and they'll say something to belittle then you didn't put this African-American in uprage and then he's out, he's outnumbered or she is outnumbered because mm-hmm. it's one, per, one African-American just like it was a clip that I'd seen on maybe Facebook or Instagram and these news anchors like why they don't see why we make it a big deal about saying nigger. So all you see is the African American anchor man. He said, Say it. Yeah. Go ahead, say it. I'll say it with you. Go ahead, say it. <laughs> you know, so it's just different things that we can relate to. We can't relate to being white. I mean, yeah, we may be mixed with it, but hell, we I've never been around my Caucasian side of the family. So I can't relate to what it's like on being a Caucasian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I can tell you is I have it in my bloodline that I'm mixed with it, but I can't tell you what it's like being Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, all right, y'all. Let's go ahead and get to these emails. All right, y'all. We're back with these emails. So let's get into it. So this first one says, hey, family. Uh, she He not here, but I'm a... The snack, if you're listening to this, this is just so still law. Hey, brother-in-law and everyone on the pod, of the podcast. Sorry again. So much has been going on lately, but I had to make some time to email you all again. Well, I'm still big and pregnant, and I, and I am back at my mother's home. Her home is quite big, so I really have my own area, followed by a room for my baby that I've been setting up since I got back here. I didn't go through with the conversation with my cousin. Okay, so. I remember. Okay, so to catch Blue up. So this girl has been emailing us since damn that day one. She, uh, to make a long story short, it was like a family conflict. Like her family's like really wealthy. And they bought like the youngest sibling of the entire family a MacBook for her birthday. Mm The, the the original mother was supposed to, but she didn't, and she got mad at that side of the family, and it was like an uproar. The auntie ended up hitting the girl who's emailing the mom, so she ended up hitting her auntie back. It was like a whole bunch of back and forth stuff. They ended up getting it settled eventually, but now she's pregnant. And now the crazy part is now her baby father got her and her cousin pregnant. Oh, my. It's been a a long journey with her. But uh, she said she didn't go with the uh, conversation with my cousin. 
Because for one, I don't feel comfortable with talking to her right now. And secondly, I don't think I'm mature to do so because I will really slap her how I'm feeling. My pregnant hormones are re have really been all over the place. So I really have been aggressive lately. I have been saying that I feel like Summer Walker because she's doing this by herself like I'm, I'm about to. It's just still, it just still bothers me that I'm about to be a single mom. I give all praise to the ones who are doing it, but I thought it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be one of them. Hmm. I don't think any girl wants to be in this predicament, Speak. but I will teach, <laughs> but I will teach my little girl. Yes. I said a little girl. She's having a girl. Congratulations. <laughs> that to be careful when it comes to choosing these men. But her father had contacted me on yesterday, and he wanted to discuss on how we will be handling things from now on. Ooh, she wrote a book. I don't mind talking to him now because I'm in a better space, and I know that my child will be fine where we are now. As we are talking about such, he tells me that he wanted to tell me something and that he didn't want to hurt my feelings when he says it. I mean, we really are not together anymore. So, I mean, whatever you, you, whatever you say might hurt now, but I have learned to get over it. I have to I have to get my skin tough for the future. Well, he tells me that he wants to be there for my baby girl and he will continue doing so, but he will be pursuing a relationship with my cousin. Oh, Bitch, told me under the fucking oh, table. Niggas wow. ain't men ain't shit. Oh my God. He said that they had a conversation about what they are going to do and he said that she started crying saying that she's going to kill herself and the baby because she feels like the family hates her now because of what she did well yeah you fucked your cousin's baby daddy what makes you think that is right he said that she's not stable and that she needs him more than ever so he's going to stick with her so she put in all fucking caps what the fuck is wrong with him it's like my baby girl is not important to him anymore that shit hurts me bad because you are choosing who you cheated on me with instead of me. And it's my cousin. My family members, you know, my family member, you fucking prick. I put my heart and soul into him in the relationship that we were going to have. And for him to just throw it away is like this. I am so upset. I have been trying to keep my blood pressure down and not be so angry because that can do the baby so much harm. But I am an angry person. He had to pay for this. He has to pay for this, and I want her to pay for this as well. But I just need to know what I should do for myself. Okay, baby. You're a mother. A young mother on top of that. I heard you have a daughter. Please tell me how you handle being a single mother. Is it hard? Yes, I know this was a direct question, but I'm becoming a new mother. I need to know something. I mean, my mother doesn't understand what I'm going through, and I'm the only mother of my friends group, so no one gets it. So I had to email back because I knew you guys would get it. So please, K-Baby, anyone, help me. Tell me how to do this single mother thing, and also what I should do about this whole relationship thing with my cousin and my baby daddy. Thank you, family. Well, I wasn't going to put it on the podcast <laughs> until I thought it was in the clear. Oh, fuck. This what she's going through, I'm feeling it now. So, like, I can answer her question as far as, like, how to be a new mother. But it's still hard being a single mother. I'm trying to keep it together because I'm fucking hormonal. But it's hard. It's really no way to slice it or dice it or to even put it into words. Like, when you lay eyes on that child, 
or you accept the reality of it, the world stops, basically. Nothing in this world would matter more than that baby. Just like I've been a single mother five years. Yes, I've been in and out of relationships. But at the end of the day, I still was doing it by myself. Try to see how to put this. Give me a question one more time so I can answer it directly. Okay. Because, baby, she was talking, and I would just feel like she was preaching. <laughs> she said, so she got about a good, some good questions. She said, give me one at a time. We know I'm a little. Uh, Tell her how did you, how you handle being a single mother. Well, let me tell you this. When I first had my daughter, I, w- I was doing everything single and pregnant. You're, you're, you're on, we've been with this journey with for a minute, so she's almost to the finish line. Mm-hmm. So I really can't help you on that. But when the baby got here, her dad was a, still a big help. At the time, I was 17 when I had her. So I still had him. I didn't really become a single parent, single parent until she was two. And, like, it's hard. You got to work two or three jobs just to make ends meet if you don't have the funds like that. You got to find somebody to wash the baby. Excuse me. You got to find somebody to wash that child. And it's got to be somebody that you trust. Now, the question on how to move on, I'm currently in your shoes now. Like, I know I told y'all last episode I miscarried. Well, last Friday, well, this Friday that's just past, I'm pregnant again. And yeah, we're not going to do this. We've been being a big girl. Let's get it together. So if you want, we can go through this journey together because I, y'all heard me. all. Y'all been through this journey with me through the whole podcast, you know, from being in love with the guy to being engaged with the guy to bearing his child, you know, to losing his child. And now... We're not together. And, like, I know you might love the man. Like, I love him. But at the end of the day, you got to think about what's best for your baby. And you never, you know, you might not want to be a single parent. Like, I'm I'm most likely about to be a single parent of two. And it's hard. It's hard as hell. Because if I'm already struggling with one to take care of this one child, just imagine my to be doing it with two. It's very hard, and just loving someone and them not loving you or choosing the life that y'all created together when they were supposed to be in love with you. Baby, I don't even have the words for it, but trust me, we can go through this journey together and we can figure it out together. Mm-hmm. You got anything to say, so she said? I, have, I, I can't relate, and I feel like that was perfect what she said. Yeah, me too. All right. You got the next email? Yeah. That's for saying it's a book, too. Damn. I'm so done with him. Hey, guys. Thanks again for the advice. I decided that I wasn't going to continue seeing my now ex anymore because since I emailed you all, things have been really triggering to me and my mental state. So I emailed you guys after that same day we had a talk. He apologized for saying that my body rejected the baby, that he understands that I am going through a hard time and that he now, I'm sorry, that he needs to show a little more emotion. I told him that he doesn't have to do that, do all that at 
fuck. I know. <laughs> At the point, I was really dumb from the fact that someone so evil would say something like that. Well, a couple of weeks passed, and we kind of ignoring each other and not saying much through pass by. I'm generally more keeping my mind clear because, again, losing a child is a really hard pill to swallow. Christmas swallow. Christmas comes, and I'm very, very happy because I'm able to go with my family, just get away from him and all his negative energy. I go to my mother's house for the weekend, and when I say that I had so much fun, I had a blast. Well, it's time to go back home, and I'm driving back to my apartment. He calls me and asks me how my weekend was with my family. I'm telling him it was good. He says, and I quote, were you guys talking about me? I kind of looked confused and was like, well, no. I mean, I did tell her about how I was feeling after the miscarriage and that my body has been doing weird things. But other than that, I didn't say anything. So he gets quiet on the phone and says, okay, then hangs up. Not worried about it. I just continue listening to my music. I was, I get home and he's sitting in the living room watching TV. As I'm passing by, he mumbles, should have just smashed and left you. <gasps> well, I heard that loud and clear. So I asked him what was his problem. He gets up and says, Oh, this is in the quotation marks. You were a waste of sperm. You should have been a fucking leave. I had to stay with you. You are a worthless piece of shit, you childless bitch. That was my last straw. I went into my room, locked the door behind me, and packed myself. The way our apartment is, we had the back door in our room. I didn't know if some apartments are like that, but that's how mine's, my apartment was. I went out the door, moved my car to the door, and started pulling all my stuff in, in there. I didn't care to get living room stuff. I just got my clothing, my hygiene, my television, everything that was in the room and left. I can get another bed set. I can get whatever else I need. I just need to go. Since then, he has been sending me crazy text messages saying that he's going to kill me or that babies should come out of babies shouldn't come out of me because they will become evil. I don't know, guys. He has lost it. But my question is, what can I do? Yes, the police is always the answer, but I have seen the system fail so many people. Amen. I don't want to be that person they feel. What can I do? Y'all take it away, because I understand the system failed me, so I can't answer. Ooh. Uh, go ahead, boo. Why are you passing me, boo? So she's currently pregnant right now, or... She lost the baby. Oh, she lost the baby, mm -hmm. and she's getting away from her ex who is threatening her. Mm -hmm. Well, she... Okay, so he she emailed before. She emailed last episode. That's when I had told everyone I had miscarried, okay. and I was answering her question. Mm -hmm. She said that he like he's like a... At the first email, I remember she said that he is a psychopath or a sociopath or something. Okay. And, like, he'll say, like, smart comments, and she'll just kind of pass it by, and she was mm -hmm. asking, like, how to go from there. So, I kind of told her, but the email started getting more darker. Yeah. And then I remember the Fuck. last... Um, they disappear as we open them. Oh. God damn! Um, so, what happened? So, now, like, from the last episode she uh, emailed, I think, not last episode, from the last time she emailed us, he said something like, oh, yeah, uh, you didn't have that baby because your body rejected right. it or something like crazy. Because he didn't but, want the baby. Yeah. So, she's like, okay, well, I remember she asked, well, what to do? And I don't know who answered that question, but now mm -hmm. she's just like, okay, 
what the fuck is going on? Like, mm-hmm. is he really fucking crazy? Yeah, now? she left and now he's threatening her. Yeah. Okay. Number one, you're not a waste of sperm or whatever the fuck he said. Don't you're not. He's all he's an awful person, obviously. Um, besides going to the police, yes, you said the police are already involved, right? So I mean the same I, person? I'm not sure where you're staying now. So dress, you know, keep yourself in a safe place. Try to stay away from them. I don't know how big your town is. So um protect yourself. Get some protection if you can. Um, stay in a safe place. I would say block his number, but I'm not. Um, yeah, and try not to be alone as least as yeah, possible. Yeah, get, cut off all contact, block him from all social medias and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing you can do when the system isn't protecting you. Thank but I hope, you know, I hope the best for you, you know. They're not going to protect her because, like, they told me, even though I went to get a restraining order on someone who was abusing me, they told me it's just a piece of paper. Yeah. And uh, he seemed like he has more psychotic tendencies, excuse me, than the person who, you know, was doing things to me. And what Blue said, that's only the best option because if, unless the, seems like the police don't put fear right. in them. And the people like that, the police don't fear them, you right. never know where they go. Right. You gotta put fear in them. If the system not protecting you, you gotta protect yourself and that's yeah. just the best thing you can do. So do your best, stay safe, um, you know, find a safe place to stay, family and whatnot, people who have your back, your support system, your community. Mm-hmm. I say move back to your mom's. It sounds like your mom lives far, but go back to your mom's. I hope that was your option to go to. Go back, go to her. And just, you know, uh, like you said, a restraining order, I mean, that's just a piece of paper. Like, I watched this movie, like, in broad daylight or something, and it sounds just like this fucking email. Dude, just crazy. And he ended up kidnapping the girl. It was a whole bunch. But mm-hmm. I just say, look, be with your family. Be around family. Don't, you know, if you, if you, if he don't know where your mom stays, that's a good thing, too. Just stay put and if your daddy got a shotgun tell him and that motherfucker out because right. at the end of the day he stepped on your parents yard so at the end of the day that's self-defense right so the, some, he tried something stupid shit take some defense classes and like i know we say the system fails us which it does but it'll also be good to keep the paperwork to constantly keep calling them right because if something was to happen to you if he was to kill you or if he was you know to hurt you physically at least there's a paper trail so they'll know who the first suspect to be or to look for. Yep. Next email. Says, hey guys. So, if I tell all of you what has happened since I emailed, you will piss yourself laughing. So, I'm here to tell the story. Hey guys, it's your favorite sugar baby sending another email with some crazy shit again. I'm ready. <laughs> LOL, I'm really hyper typing this, so this is what happened. The son calls me and asks me if I could go with him on a business trip to Bali. First of all, Bali is so beautiful. I'm saying, am I saying the right Bali? Yeah. Okay. Bali is such a so beautiful and it's a romantic place. I mean, hey, it's a free trip and I'm not paying for anything, so shit, I'm going to go. So I'm packing my stuff, and I'm really excited because, OMG, I've never been there before at all. 
So then I get a call from his father. Oh, goodness. I answered the phone, and he is just checking on me, asking me if I need any money. And, of course, I tell him yes. <laughs> but I really didn't need anything. He talks with me for a little bit and tells me that he will talk to me soon. So now it's the next day, and me and the son are headed to Bali. I'm texting the girls in the group chat, checking on them, making sure that they didn't, they don't need anything while I'm gone and that they could go to my condo and stay there while I'm gone. I asked them if they can house sit. They was fine with that. I'm in Bali, and oh my God, everything was amazing. The sea was so beautiful. Everything was just amazing. I just didn't want to leave. Me and the son had such a good time, and there was plenty of sex almost every night. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I think I'm falling for him. He showed me so much out there, and it was very romantic. We spent at least four weeks out there, and now the four weeks are up. It's time to come back to the condo, and we bring and oh, blah, blah, blah. he brings me back to my home, gives me a passionate kiss, and tells me that he will talk to me once he gets home and settle back in. Before I could walk in the door, my home girl, well, one of them, comes running out the door, looking at me with so much fear in her heart. I'm like, okay, baby girl, what what's what's wrong? This is one of my realest friends, so she's gonna tell me anything. She pulls me to the side of the house and tells me, hush. I see my sugar daddy walking out the house with my other friend and her fucking little cousin walking out too. Now, I bought this girl whatever she wanted, man, and she didn't have to ask for shit. Didn't ask for shit. I know I shouldn't be jealous, but bitch, I didn't tell you it was okay to talk to him. I'm giving you money, so what are you doing? So my friend tells me that she's been trying to call me, but... How my uh, but how my phone was acting, I couldn't receive calls, and plus some days I would put it on airplane mode, so that was my fault. But anyways, she says that she's been over here, and oh, that he's been over here, and they've been having threesomes and been being basically playing house in my shit. She felt so bad; she really didn't stay here as much. My girl is in nursing school, and she's been interning at a hospital. So she is barely at she. So she is barely at her own house because she's out here trying to make a living. Which I told my girl I got her, but I respect that she wants to get it. She always told me that she wants to be a traveling nurse because they make so much more money than nurses stationed at a hospital. But anyways, he was just a talking, and he pulls the cousin tight to him and kisses her. I'm boiling at this point. He puts her in the car, in this car I've never seen before, and he gets in the driver's seat and they pull off. She looks at me and said that we need to find a way to get her ass to snitch on herself instead of her lying to me. Because one thing about my other friend, she will lie about anything. I don't give a damn if you've seen her do it in, her, in your face. She will lie. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since that happened, and me and my best friend are thinking of ways to get her, and I have no idea. Can you guys help me? LOL, I'm not evil to think of some crazy shit. So please help me. Please let me know. Thank you, guys. <laughs> that TikTok, that TikTok when it was like, uh, never have I ever, you know, did this. Never <gasps> have I ever did that. And then y'all remember That's the one when it's like, one. never have I ever fucked such and such. And yes. then the girl, him, she's like, but you did. <laughs> Oh my That's gosh. a good one. That's a good one. Uh, but shit. it's the audacity. How are you gonna fuck somebody in my house in my fucking bed? Like it's the fucking audacity. 
See, motherfuckers out here, this the shit that... Right. You know, having threesome. This the shit that puts me in rage. <laughs> motherfuckers out here is so low and so deep down scum of the earth. Like, where in the fuck is anybody morals anymore? Is this just a thing to bring people in fucking in other people's homes and fuck them in other people's beds? Especially if they closely, like, close to you. Y'all have a personal relationship. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and fuck people. Go ahead and fuck people in people's beds. Fuck people on people's sofas. Go ahead and fuck people's wives. I, I just can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what you say, Blue? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> They're trying to get her to snitch on herself. Yeah. Oh. I'm not sure. I mean, the TikTok thing is a good idea. I mean, and this was in her condo. And yes. she was, her homegirl was having threesomes with her sugar daddy. But yes. I, what I would do is to invite them over, tell them that you're going on another trip. Uh-huh. Set some hidden cameras uh-huh. up. Tell them you're going on another right. trip to house it and stuff. Ooh. And, and you can come in while they in the middle of the act. Ooh. Ooh. Shit. So there's two options. You got the TikTok and then you got the other one. Mm-hmm. Is she more upset that it happened in her home or that the girl was fucking with her sugar daddy or just both? I think it's both. Yeah, I think it's both. It's mainly the sugar daddy part because she's like, bitch, like she said, I gave you better. some money. Yeah, yeah, like, so what's the problem? Like, you come, <laughs> she coming to your bag now. So you got to. She's getting to your bag. <laughs> Child. Hold on before we go to the next story. Mm-hmm. Also, ma'am, I don't know what, what race you are, but if you it don't matter what race you are, but if you go on Tubi and watch this this movie called These Men Are For Everyone, you might like it. I'll be but your friend. Know. I won't fuck your sugar daddy. Me then. Yes. I wanna be your friend. Yeah, you know. Spoil me. We'll, go, we'll have a girl strip in Bali again. Period. Period. <laughs> go ahead, cake baby. This one says, me and my sister got kicked out. OMG, OMG. You heard me when I say to keep the new girl. OMG, OMG. Hey, Blue. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that you are a part of this fantastic podcast. From Aww. listening to the first two episodes of season three, which is so funny, you are, you, I think it's supposed to be you fit right in. You fit right in, girl. Aww. Welcome to the family. So me and my sister found out, found out the, that for a fact my mother is cheating, which got us kicked out. Now we are moved in with our grandmother, which she is like the the cool grandmother but let me tell you guys what happened so my sister stays up all night from time to time because she's what we call a night owl well i'm up to a certain time after that is lights off well it's about 2 35 a.m and we hear someone coming upstairs well dad's not home because he's on a business trip so it's just me my sister my brother my oldest brother and my mom well our oldest brother surprisingly was at his girlfriend's apartment for the night, so he wasn't at our house, at the house. My mom is further down the hall, so I don't hear much, but I hear enough. My sister takes me and asks, did I hear a man laughing with mom? Is dad back? Excuse me. We have our locations on, so I'm, I'm able to look at everyone's location. It still says that my dad is in Nevada. I text back and tell her no. 
that couldn't be him and maybe she's hearing stuff i lay my phone down and she literally starts calling she is whispering saying it's a man in the house with mom now her room is literally right next to mom's and so she hears just uh, just about everything if they are loud poor her but now i'm alarmed and i'm like okay well tell me what you hear then ha ha omg guys my sister's funny she said it sounds like a donkey and a bird made call. <laughs> oh she said, LOL. Oh, wow. So I end up getting up from my bed, and I decided that I'm going to see what's going on. My brother just the bold sibling other than... No, I'm just the bold sibling other than my brother. So I'm going to the room where all the commotion is. Well, down was... The door was halfway open, and yes, I see another man on my mother. I screamed so loud and told him to get off of her. They were naked, and they were having sex. She yells at me, saying that I didn't need to come in there, that she, that is grown folks' business. But this time, my sister walks in, and she's enraged. She is calling her all types of names, saying that she's supposed to be setting an example and that she is calling dad. When my mom heard that, she got up quickly and broke her phone. I had my phone in my room in my pillowcase. So, I mean, she kind of stupid. <laughs> She's not going to see it. So, now it's a shouting match. She tells my sister, get the fuck out and that. She's a no good little bitch. Which makes me hop in and tell her that she don't need to tell my sister that shit. She tells me I can lead too and that I'm ungrateful. That I'm such a fucking whore and that I sleep with too many boys. By this time, my little sister done got my phone called my grandmother called my dad and it was crazy he's still out of state but he is really upset like super upset so my grandmother comes and tells us grab what we can and get in the car she is yelling and telling my mother that she is a she is such a fucking white and she is wrong for bringing that stranger in the home and she will never see us again she called my brother and told him to stay at his girlfriend's for a while which the girlfriend is okay with my mom says she don't care because we don't deserve to be her daughters and that we are a fucking disgrace. So now we are here weeks later. Well, dad is supposed to be coming back next week. He gave my grandmother's instructions to stay there. He been sending money for us to live. I seen monkeys. <laughs> he been sending money for us to live. So we been okay. My mom has been calling in to ring my phone trying to apologize I want to hear it, but I'm so mad because she is treating her children like this. Should I answer her calls? Should I try to set up a meeting with her? What can I do? It's hurting me and my sister's hearts. Please help. I say let the grandmother or the dad decide if that should possibly happen because, I mean, I understand that, you know, y'all are her kids and y'all want to hear what y'all mama say, but I don't think she's mentally stable to just have all just the kids around because they don't tell you what the fuck is gonna come out her mouth so i just feel like the grandmother the grandmother should be there or the dad needs to be there she'll make it a family reunion and then your brother needs to be there too so he could see what type of shit his mama on because i mean i understand he was at his girlfriend house but it's just like ma'am it's bad enough that you going off on your kids about you cheating but to tell them the shit that you told them like Y'all owed an apology. I'm sorry. Y'all just, y'all owed an apology because she wrong for that. So I say, if y'all do meet up, let it be a public setting and don't you set it up. Let the, let a parent or a guardian set it up, either the grandmother or the daddy. That's what I say. (laughs) I just don't know. (laughs) 
Stump, I'm sorry. Listen, the little person in me. I agree with Jay Marie. She said yeah. what she what needed to be said. Yeah, because the little person in me is enraged. I don't know if it's because of shit that I'm going through and it's similar. Just, but this is a doozy. <laughs> Listen, K baby ain't gonna get the best advice because my advice would be fuck some shit up. So right. <laughs> I'm I'm a pass on this one. So the next email says we are kind of scared. Hey again. So, I don't know if this may sound weird, but it's like four of us that shares this email. We really don't want to share who we are because we kind of want to remain unknown to the podcast. As much as y'all are helping us, we feel that we might not be able to get to him. Okay, so this is the people that emailed us last episode mm-hmm. about the guy, well, their guy friend that they feel is mentally ill. Mm-hmm. So last night, we were all on FaceTime like we normally are before we all go to sleep, and we decided to message him to join. Now, he haven't been talking to us as much on and telling us what's been going on because of him saying that he's been busy well one of us finally got him to come into the group facetime called to check up on him he gets on and tell us that he was sorry for not talking to us anymore and that as much as we tell him about himself that we never turned our we never turned on him well the last time he said something like that was when we started back talking He didn't say all of this extra stuff because he was just happy to hear from us and and see us on FaceTime again. Now, now the youngest one of us did ask what was going on since she is his favorite. And he actually responds to her questions when it comes to something like this. He starts going off saying that someone betrayed him and that they are fake and such a liar. He says some names, but I don't want the names to be read out loud because he does listen to the podcast. These were his friends. These were his friends. Well, he used to be friends. No, well, his used to be friends now. We are really worried about him and his mental health. He said so much more and talk shit about these people and we are all shocked because i mean they were cool we just sat there and listened well some of us did what can we well let me speak for myself well let me speak for me how can i approach him about checking on his mental the others will see that i sent this email and i don't give a fuck i just need to know how to help this crazy ass nigga out whoa um, <laughs> as someone who's dealt with an experience like this directly, sometimes you cannot help people who don't want to be helped. He yep. obviously does not want any help. I thought he said he hated our podcast, so why does he keep listening? Thank, thank you. You know, thank you. Um, having a direct experience with something like this, I had fifty million conversations about a person's behavior with them, and none of them reach. They would take a piece, and the piece they took, they would fuck it up and twist it to their advantage and the rest would they would just throw out the window like wake up the next morning like like nothing happened 
So, I mean, sometimes you just can't help people like this. Like this person needs to realize that their behavior is affecting the people around them to where maybe there's a reason why the people don't want to be friends with friends with him anymore. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a reason why he's not a, probably not even a victim in this. Yep. So, you know, his behavior is probably affecting other people, causing other people to be like, you know what? I don't want to fuck with you. Mm -hmm. So I'm good. You know, so, I mean, you need to probably, I don't know, maybe have one last conversation if you really want to. Like, look, man, you're fucking up. There's something wrong with you, and you need to get help. You need to put the work in to improve yourself. But sometimes people don't want to put the work in. People don't want to look in themselves and be like, man, maybe I'm the problem. There are just people like that who don't want to. And the result of that is they just gonna end up alone and it's there hmm. it's no one's fault but theirs hmm. i mean all i have to say on that one is if i mean i understand the podcast is gonna have a lot of haters so i mean i'm not really just tripping on that because you know we're gonna have a lot of people talk bad good right. about us but it's just like if you're gonna continue talking bad about us please by all means stop listening to us right in all honesty like no bullshit, like, all the goofy shit I be saying and all that shit aside, like, if you're going to talk bad about us and continue talking bad about us, please stop listening Like, to why, us. you know, I mean, you're not hurting us by listening. You're giving us engagement. You're boosting our numbers. But, I mean, that's the thing that comes with having a public platform, a public channel of some kind. Of course, you're going to get bad feedback. But why, like, some people just be like, oh, you suck and keep going. So, why are you being like, oh, y'all suck, and keep listening to the podcast? Exactly. That's not hate. That's, you know, a little indicative of something else. Yeah. And, I mean, as far as um, four of y'all are sharing this email, it, it, it's quite weird. But, I mean, if y'all are coming to us for advice, we're going to give it to you. I mean, we're not going to turn nobody away. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we're not here to judge. If you feel as though that you don't want to say their names of who he was talking about, I mean... That's fine, too. We're we not here to blast nobody. We're not here to talk down on nobody. We're not here for none of that. So, I mean, y'all more than welcome to email us again. Right. I mean, I'd love to hear more. Definitely. I would love to hear more of this great experience of what y'all having. Anything you got to say, okay, baby? <laughs> I told you I'm not the best for advice right mm -hmm. now. I agree with what Miss Blue mm -hmm. says. I agree with what Miss J. Marie say. I'm just a little fly on the wall right now. <laughs> so basically they're saying his mental is getting bad and he's saying he's busy or something like that and he's been betrayed or something. What did he say? Um, that he's been betrayed by someone and basically according to the email, yep, that someone betrayed him and that they are fake and they're a liar. Mm-hmm. And he did say some names, mm -hmm. but they said that they're not going to say, they don't want the names to be read out loud because he technically, quote unquote, listens to the podcast. Mm -hmm. Well, if you want smoke, buddy, bring it to their doorstep. <laughs> Next email. <laughs> <laughs> Last email of the night. He is such a liar. Whoa. So turn, so turns to find out that when I had that talk with my brother about him smashing my cousin and him saying that she might be adopted, he lied. Such a, such a nasty-ass bastard. Like, why would you lie about being related to us? Right? Like, why, why would you lie about her being related to us? 
Hey guys, I couldn't wait to email the podcast, but my phone had broke and I'm about to tell you how. So after that talk I had with him, I waited a couple of days until you guys had dropped a new episode because I knew that you guys would read my email. Well, the next day after that, I heard the podcast. I did what you guys told me to do, which is go tell my mom. I didn't want to at first, only because I just didn't feel comfortable because all of this stuff is just really weird to me. Well, I sat her down and asked her some questions. Oh, so many questions and had to had too much to say because my mom is not like other moms. She takes the time to listen to me or any of in any of her children if we have questions or concerns. She told me that he was lying, that my cousin is my biological cousin, and he knows that. We talked more. Then I went to bed because that was a headache. Now my mom decides, decided that she was going to have a sit-down with us to see how this happened and why it did happen. I'm not fully prepared for this because of the simple fact that I have nothing to do with this. She's getting all the kids involved, which I think is crazy. I don't know how to come into this conversation and what I should say, but I need to know what should I say on this little meetup. How do, I mean, I do have some concerns and questions, but I don't know what all to say. We meet up next Saturday because my cousin is at some camp for basketball to school sponsor, the school sponsored. I have time. Thank you. Okay. So, okay. So from what I read, is this the one with the cousin and the brother and they have dealings with each other? If I'm not mistaken. Okay, baby. Mm-hmm. You tell me, yeah, that's it. With the cousin and the brother. Mm-hmm. Mating. Not mating. <laughs> Breeding. <laughs> I mean, whew, I didn't think it was a lie. Like, I really thought he was telling the truth, like, we not kid. Like, I really thought it was some hope in that. Like, well, maybe y'all really not kid. And, you know, she adopted or something. But, no, y'all share the same blood. Y'all got the same grandma. You know, I wouldn't go into the meeting with my guards and my guns up. But in the words of the snack, have your motherfucking shoes laced because you never know <laughs> how crazy motherfuckers are. Especially when it comes to the cousin because she already showed her fucking ass when the girlfriend was there talking about, bitch, you fucking my man. So it's just like, okay, well, ma'am, you need to be handled as such. So if she get crazy in that meeting, then you might have to get a little crazy with her too. But I just really hope that's not the case because, ma'am, sounding from the girl that's emailing us, you're going to get your ass beat. So I just say if you go up and there, just ask like, because he, he came to you and you basically saw kind of everything. So she just asked the question like, well, why do y'all feel comfortable fucking each other? Don't say it like that because I don't know how your mama is. But just be like, you know, why did you feel comfortable doing that with our cousin? Then ask your brother, why did you lie to me? Then ask her, why did you look at our cousin, my brother like that? Like, you got a lot of questions. And that's probably the questions that you probably already had. Now, if she get crazy, be the ass. But other than that, that's all I have to say. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> what you say, K-Baby? I just feel like since the mom called the meeting, let the mom take the lead. And then just let the questions piggyback off for the mom. Because you can write down a list of questions, but then something else, like how we do, we write down a list of questions. 
But then we start pinging and piggybacking off for each other. Mm-hmm. And we don't really follow the list. So I say let the mom take the lead since she's calling to see what she has to say. And then just go from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. That's the end of the emails. Before we wrap this goddamn podcast up, do y'all have anything to say to the listeners about the emails? Do y'all want to give some advice? Mm. Goddamn. Every fucking episode. <laughs> Every. We live in the ghetto black side. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the voices for me. <laughs> so my advice would be, no matter how hard life gets, always fight. Mm-hmm. I love that. I would say, you can't save everybody. No matter how much you love them, sometimes you just gotta let them go. Oh, damn, I gotta come up with one. Um... You know, after watching this movie, these niggas is for everybody. God damn it. I'm sorry. That that movie that made me realize you niggas are for everybody. Y'all are for the streets, Mm. the gutters, Mm. the trenches, Mm. everybody. Mm. Let's not just blame the men because bitches out here too. You can tell a bitch that you got a baby on the way for somebody and they gonna take it in consideration and be twerking this shit all on social media, staying in $30, $40 hotels, roach-infested hotels, leaving drink bottles and shit. I hope this bitch listen to this shit. Homeless motherfuckers. Hobosexuals. (laughs) Then if you need the meaning for a hobosexual, a (laughs) hobosexual, thanks, BB, is someone who fucks people for a place to stay. Watch out. Okay, so I'm rephrase that. These niggas and hoes are for everybody. Exactly. So, hide your kids, hide your wife, and definitely hide, don't even hide these niggas. Divide these niggas, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't believe no one when they tell you that they love you. Let them show you that they love you because. Yeah. Actions speak louder than words. Show exactly. Because they can tell you that they love you all day long, but their actions may never follow. Right. That motherfucking part. Oh, um, another one. Just because oh. you have a baby with somebody doesn't mean that you need to be with them. That a baby don't keep no one. Woo! Yep. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm telling y'all, I've been holding a lot of shit over here. <laughs> Can I put some shop music on before we end this? Hold on. I'm pretty sure I'm going to probably be all types of bitches and hoes. They listen to this? One of them do. No, That's not shop music. Hold on. I got my songs. I got two. I'm ready. Okay. Hold on. Before we end this podcast, y'all, I'm trying to put some shop music on, but it won't let me. Okay. Wait. Here you go. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're going to end this on a happy note. Hey! Oh, I get real crazy up in here. This is the end of the podcast. This is Jay Marie Blue and K Baby. Hey! These niggas ain't for everybody. These niggas ain't for everybody. Hey, hey.
these niggas in holes for everybody. Let's be real. Not just niggas. These bitches with no fucking morals because apparently there's a lot of holes in the world that have no fucking morals along with these niggas who want to act like bitches who don't have no fucking morals. Baby, don't get me started. Turn this podcast off because <laughs> niggas will come to you and to cry to you on Monday and tell you that they love you and that they want their family but on Tuesday be on Snapchat with a bitch in a hotel. Listen. Okay, guys, this is K-Baby, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to piggyback out for the snack. I'm going to give you two songs from my playlist. The first one is going to be from my husband, Mo3, Second Chance. Oh, that's just, we ain't going to even get started on that. And then the second one is going to be from a Houston rapper called Ken the Man, I Don't Give a Fuck. And baby, she's singing everything. She's rapping everything that I feel now. So get ready, stay tuned. Whoa, got on my ground when I fell out. My stomach empty, I was hungry. I never crossed none of my doubts. He never fucked none of they bitches, cause that's low. I'm 100. You gotta feel me when I say this. I was so broke, I'm trying to find a bitch I can stay with. Long as my dick good, little mama gon' let me stay with her. And drive a car tomorrow when I drop her out for the day, nigga. Sometimes I gotta keep it real and tell so body in the face, call him building with the nigga. I be vibing on his face, ho. You stand down, I'm dropping niggas like a tape. Fuck, I look like getting played. I be staying out the way. If, if I ever post a nigga, then my page hack. Swear to God, the pimping in me never played that. Asked him for the face, I wanna ride it like a racetrack. Fucked around, forgot his name, he should've wore a name tag. Hey, Dive Deep listeners, this is Jay Marie, and I just wanted to sit down with you guys and let y'all know that we are up and running on all social medias. So if y'all wanted to follow us, we have an Instagram, Twitter, and of course, we have a Facebook. Our Twitter name is Dive Deep Pod underscore. Again, that is Dive Deep Pod underscore. Our Instagram, if you're following us on Instagram or want to follow us on Instagram, going to be called dive deep podcast underscore and if you want to follow us on facebook of course our facebook name is the dive deep podcast also we have an advice email hotline so of course if you are going through relationship problems friendship problems baby mama baby daddy drama or family drama or look if you're just having a bad day and you need to vent all you have to do is email us at xdiveDeep at yahoo.com. But when you do email us, leave your age, your gender, and where you're from. You can leave your name if you want, but on the episode, it'll be completely anonymous to the listeners. So make sure that every two weeks that we post that you're listening to your advice question and we give you the correct answer. So again, if you want to follow us on any social media, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you want to email us, make sure you email us for advice at asdivedeep at yahoo.com. Thank y'all. Love y'all.